Dagon's Illusion, Episode 40, About Millicent. Gunshots. Robert Dagon was walking through the grand ballroom surveying the damage when he heard them. Eustace, Tony, and Joshua were with him. Okay, now that don't sound very friendly at all. Joshua stopped and listened. I'd call that combat shooting, and I am an expert in ballistical kind of matters from my years as a Green Beret and Nom. Tony looked at him with awe. You were a Green Beret? Sure was. Fought off a thousand gooks all by myself in Banmifui. Up in the central highlands they came in screaming waves. It was just me with my M60 and a couple of dozen airstrikes. Also about four thousand rounds of artillery. It was hell. Dagon rolled his eyes and groaned. He's lying. He was never in Vietnam. I beg your pardon, sir. I'm speaking God's honest truth, but I guess you wouldn't know nothing about God's truth being a deeply dedicated delusionist. Before Dagon could answer, there were more shots, this time in a string. I'm definitely telling you that ain't somebody celebrating with firecrackers. No, sir. By the sound of it, I'd guesstimate 7.62 millimeter. Maybe an AK-47 or they're about set on autopilot. Dagon walked to a broken window and looked outside. The rain had stopped. Tony went to a different window. How far away you think it was? Hard to tell, maybe a couple of blocks. There are a lot of bad dudes out there just waiting for a chance when there are no cops around. Dagon turned away. Okay, we'd better set up security. Eustace, you're the guard of the front door. If anybody comes, you yell and let us know. But don't go outside, understand? And don't try to handle any problems by yourself. You're our point guy, so you've got to stay right where I told you. Okay, okay, okay. Watch, watch, watch. Taking his job very seriously, Eustace positioned himself beside the front door that had been torn off its hinges. You guys come with me. Dagon led Tony and Joshua up the stairs to his apartment. Entering a closet, he unlocked a gun vault and pulled out a 12-gauge pump gun and a hunting rifle. Either of you have experience with guns? You asking a green beret? No crap, just answer the question. Give me that 30 6 Taking the rifle, Joshua examined it and then lifted it to his shoulder to check the sight. You got ammo for this puppy? Dagon handed him a box of cartridges. You think you can handle that? It's powerful. Oh, I probably can, long as I don't have no hellish flashbacks and see gooks in the trees. Why do I feel insane for giving this to you? Maybe because I left my meds in Chicago? Oh, God. That's a joke. You've got to lighten up, Mr. Dagan. You're going to give yourself an ulceration. Tony took the pump gun. My old man was a hunter, and he taught me everything. What kind of shells have you got? Buckshot, but they're two and three-quarter magnum, so they're going to have a kick. No problem. He gave him a box of shells. Go outside to the east end of the house, and staples you cover the west. Reaching into the vault, he removed a military M14 and shoved a loaded magazine into it. There were more shots, and these were much closer. If somebody comes on the property, unless they're armed, we don't lift a gun. You both got that? The men nodded. And if they're armed, we don't shoot unless it looks like they're going to shoot at us. The idea is that we don't want anybody to get killed, so I get sued and go to jail. I'm going to go up on the roof to see if I can get a view of what's happening. On the way, I'll check on Millicent. The men parted, and Dagon went to the attic. When he entered the room, he found Millicent seated on the couch. Even ill and disheveled, she was very beautiful. I heard explosions. Is somebody shooting? 
I'm afraid so. Why? We don't know yet. She stared at the M14. Is that a rifle? Yes, but we don't expect any problems. We're just being cautious. Where's Tony? Keeping watch at one end of the house, how are you feeling? Much better, thank you. Do you mind if I put my hand on your forehead? No. He laid his hand against her skin. Well, the fever is broken. How's the headache? It's gone. I I'm just a little weak. It sounds like the storm has passed. I must have slept for a long time. I'm going up on the roof to take a look around. Why don't you come with me? All right. He led her to a back corner where there was a ladder in the wall leading to a small hatch. Can you make it up there? I, I think so. Dagan climbed and then crawled out onto the roof. A moment later, Millicent joined him. They were above the trees and the tall buildings of the city were visible. Millicent caught her breath and stared. What is all of that out there? Dagan watched her closely. That's New Orleans. No, no, that's not possible. New Orleans doesn't look like that. She started to shiver. Okay, we need to have a serious talk. Where, where did those buildings come from? You're right. That isn't the New Orleans of 1876. It's the New Orleans of 2005. What? She stared at him. It's August in the year 2005. No, it isn't. You don't think I know what year it is? What are you trying to do to me? I'm telling you the truth. But that's absolutely mad. You're lying. Look at all of that out there. Have you ever seen anything like it before? Suddenly her strength was gone and she slumped to the roof. Dagan sat down and put his arm around her. Okay, take it easy. She looked at him as though she were in a dream. What's happened to me? I don't know for sure, but we can try and figure it out. There are three possibilities. First, you're lying and playing some kind of game. I'm not lying. Why would I do that? People do all kinds of crazy things. Maybe you're pulling a weird con. A what? Never mind. But if I find out that's what you're doing, you'll be in a lot of trouble. I don't even know what a con is. Assuming that you're telling the truth, the second alternative is that you are out of your mind. I am not mad. She started to cry. That, I believe. But don't be insulted if I ask a couple more questions. What kind of test are you going to give me now? Who's the President of the United States? You do think I'm mad. It's President Grant. And when is the next election? In just a few months. Who's going to run? She buried her face in her hands. I, I don't know. I don't care about things like that. Maybe Mr. Hayes and Mr. Tilden. I think that's what my father said. Who will you vote for? What are you talking about? Women can't vote. Either you are very well prepared or we're left with a third possibility. What's that? Somehow you've become dislodged in time. Dislodged in time? What does that mean? You slipped out of your time into mine. You're the one who's insane. Do you want to look at those buildings again? She was shivering harder. How? How could something like that happen? I don't know. Was there a storm on the last night when you were ill? Maybe. I, I think so. It's hard to remember. I was delirious. Her voice trembled into a whisper. My mother. My father. If what you're saying is true. 
I can't tell you anything about your mother and father. I've never heard of them. But I can tell you about Cornel Moon. He owned this house once, but he's been dead for over a hundred years. I own it now. Oh God, oh God, oh God, my family. As she hugged herself, she was almost hyperventilating. Dagan held her tighter. Stop, Millicent. Listen to me. You're a strong woman. I can tell that. You've got to be strong now. What am I going to do? I've got to get back. How do I get back? The world is a very strange place. Here's what I believe. At certain times, invisible doors open that lead to other worlds. If you're going to get back to your own time, you have to wait for the right door to appear. If? You said if? Maybe one won't appear. If I can't get back, I won't kill myself. No, you don't. Death is a one-way door. Where it goes is not where you want to be. How do you know all of this? I just know. There's another way to look at what's happened to you. It wasn't an accident. You were sent here for a reason. She stared at him. What reason and who would do this? I don't know. We have to find out. This is why everything is so different. Tony's cart that doesn't need a horse, my parents' house, everything. Listen carefully, Millicent. It's very important that you not talk about this with other people. Why shouldn't I? Imagine that a young woman appeared in your time and she said she was from 1776. What would you think? That she was a lunatic. All right, I won't tell anyone. Whenever I want to talk about it, I'll come to you. That's good. Try to look at it this way. You've taken a long journey to a foreign land. Some of the language that you hear is the same, but a lot of it is different. Like England? Yes, like England, but even more so. In this land, there are strange things to learn, and it's going to take time, so be careful. A lot has changed in 129 years. I'll help you as much as I can, but most of it you'll have to learn on your own. Taking his hand, she looked up at him with tears in her eyes. Thank you for believing me. Thank you for helping me. Starting to cry, she buried her face in his chest. Suddenly there was a deep, pounding roar. Millicent looked up and screamed. Over the trees appeared a helicopter. As it descended into the yard, the wind from its rotors pounded on them. She was so terrified that she tried to jump up and run. Dagon grabbed her and held her. This is one of those new things. It's just a machine called a helicopter. It won't hurt you. When it touched the ground, out of it jumped Ellie. As the helicopter took off, Dagon got up and waved. Like a terrified child, Millicent got up with him, clinging tightly around his waist. Dagon yelled, I'll be right down! Staring at Millicent, Ellison waved back. <laughs>